What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the DraftKings DFS preview show for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am 2024. DB here. I got another brew in hand. Pat, what's the podcast? Oh, nice. I switched to a, uh, a, a lager. I just got a little light Pilsner here. Very. Cheers. Nothing, uh, you know, but yeah, cheers to you. Cheers. Um, we got to get ourselves kind of in a, you know, in the, in good shape for next week. It's yeah. waste management because you can't, you yeah. can't go into that. Like, I mean, look, a lot of people do dry January. Yeah. Okay. And some people do partially dry January, which is kind of like sort of what I did maybe, or, or like a third of the, a third of the way dry January. But okay. you really, once you go into the waste management in February, yeah, you, you got to be in good shape in a lot of different ways, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't just decide I'm going to go run a, a marathon and not prepare for it. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, excited about that. We're going to be at waste management next week, but that, you know, we'll talk about that later. This week, it's Pebble Beach. It's weird. It's a new format. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a great show tonight. We've got... Obviously, picks in each range. We're going to talk about where the chalk might be. We're going to move quickly through the picks because at the end of the show, our good friend Danny Woodhead is going to join us, and he's going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Sat down with Danny, interviewed him today, uh, talked about a couple of Super Bowl experiences that he had, his thoughts on the matchup between the Niners and the Chiefs. You know, every year, me and Pat like to do a little Super Bowl stuff. You know, typically for the Waste Management Show, we do our, our favorite Super Bowl prop bets. You know, we've done quite well with the weird prop bets for the Super Bowl. I don't know if we'll be able to do those next week. We'll see. The schedule is going to be weird with us traveling to Scottsdale, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, but Danny stops by and it's fantastic. So that's going to happen at the end of the show. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, we're going to do our 6K draft. It was a great betting show. We spun our our betting wheel of punishment for the end of season long bet that me and Pat are doing, and uh, you can got to go watch that show to see where that ended up. But it was a good one, Pat. Uh, <clears throat> Your friend took it down at the farmers. Hmm. Uh, the, the strange year continues. Yeah. Paymont. Mathieu. There it is. That guy who uh, you got to love. Mathieu. I mean, Sorry. Ma bless you. Mathieu. Bless you. Ble bless everyone. <laughs> um, bless everyone. Um, he, he did win, and it was fantastic. I mean, he, you know, look. It looked like he was just absolutely about to blow it on 18. And then he hits a fantastic shot out of the rough to about what eight to ten feet, nails the putt, wins it. You know, I mean, too bad for Hogard. I loved Hogard last week, by the way. He was he was high on my list. I loved him in DFS. I did not I did not bet him, which I should have out. Well, actually, I shouldn't have because it didn't matter. But uh, I was I was a big fan of Hogard in DFS and. Um, he was very good, but it was a good tournament. Good tournament. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Matthew has has been hot to come out to start the year. Our, our friend, our friend producer Tony does have a new soundboard mm -hmm. that he unveiled on the betting show, and uh, there's just sounds coming from everywhere. We don't know what to expect or when it's coming, but he's he's loading up sounds. If you have any suggestions for things that have to be on that soundboard that have been set at a certain time, either one of us, go ahead and drop that in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Um, <laughs> that one's gonna get us for a long time yeah. uh 
And while you're there, hit the like button. Like the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Let's, um, oh, I do need to let people know. So in addition to the Woodhead content at the end of this show, we had a great conversation about this, the state of professional golf, PJ Tour and live. Danny is a golf addict through and through, watches a ton of golf, had a ton of opinions on it, ton of thoughts, ton of takes. May surprise you, some of the takes Danny Woodhead had. That is going to drop probably on Friday on the YouTube channel. Also, the first live event of the season is at Mayakoba. That kicks off on Friday. I'll be doing, uh, and probably Pat, hopefully Pat, will be doing a betting preview for live Mayakoba this week, so be on the lookout for that. And you know what? Yeah, Pat already mentioned we'll be at the Waste Management next week. couple things there. We do have some tee times available on Friday morning. If you're in Scottsdale on Friday and you want to play some golf with us, we have some listeners joining us. We've got, I think, three spots left for Dobson Ranch, which is a fantastic muni, great vibes. We're getting a great value on the golf course. It's a lot of fun, great place to play. The only downside is we tee off at 7.30 in the morning on Friday, and we have to do that because me and Pat have to travel back on Friday afternoon. So it'll be an early day, but we'll get some bloodies in you. You know, Be responsible or semi-responsible on Thursday mm -hmm. night. So you not you don't feel terrible. I got I'm I can already tell you I'm gonna have to babysit the hell out of Pat. I can tell you this. I too. have a I think that Thursday, like we're gonna be out the waste management Thursday, first time like ever. We'll be like there a, Tuesday and Wednesday doing the media well, thing. We were, but that's that's on the media thing, and we have to behave ourselves. But uh, you know, and Thursday we probably have to behave ourselves. But I feel like you know we'll take it in. It'll be an early night Thursday night. We'll see if that happens. Actually. It will not. And I can guarantee you, I'm going to have to have this conversation. This conversation right here is about to go down. Okay. On, on Friday morning, I will be up trying to get our happy tails to the golf course. Pat will not be up. Pat, he will not be up. And I'll go into his room. I'll be like, Pat, 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 come on. We got to go. And Pat's going to be like, wow, no, Bucky, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's what you'll say. I'm not doing it. And we'll say, Pat, we have listeners that are there. They're, they want to see you. They want to hang out with you. They want to play golf with you. We're playing golf. Get up. And I'm going to have to drag him to the course. We'll come in hot, cold. He'll be like, first thing I'm doing when I get there is I got to get a drink. Don't ask me to go to the range or the putt. <laughs> that is percent I get a drink. This whole conversation is going to happen. I'm just telling you, the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. You say this and, like, we – I mean, at the member guest, you took it deep the first night, and I went to bed That's early. Right. But the member guest is different. It's my member guest, too. Uh, that's true. Anyway. And I got, I got somehow ended up in the cabin with all the rich old guys, and they fed me like expensive bourbon till two a.m. Well, good for you. Okay, so that's next week. The waste management will be there Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Um, so if you're around, let us know. Uh, and Thursday, be out walking around, be a good time. Okay, before we leave the farmers, a little bit of uh, farmers DFS postmortem, if you will. The perfect lineup at the farmers. Good lord, I mean Pat. You would have left five thousand three hundred dollars on the table on DraftKings. What's is just another theme <laughs> for the year? You obviously, would have had Pavon, Jaeger, Hoyard, Matsuyama, who we both talked about a good bit in the yeah. uh, Discord chat on Wednesday night. Um, Nate Lashley and Jake Knapp. Which, by the way, did you see? I mean, the Jake Knapp golf swing is—it's really very good. sexy. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is like. God, you know, um, you would have scored 617 and a half points uh, at a, a total cumulative ownership of around 42% on average. You would have had two guys in the 8K, two in the sevens, and two in the sixes. Complete 
9 and 10K fade. Wow. Overall, pretty bad week for the chalk, I would say. A lot of the popular lineup construction was 2 or 3 from the 9 or 10K range, matched with a bunch of 7K guys that were kind of spread out. Not a lot of people dipped into the 6Ks. They leaned heavily into course history with a couple of exceptions. But, you know, Tory kind of showed us this year, course history may not be, I don't know, maybe it was an outlier year because obviously it's a strange field and the whole thing. But it, it didn't wasn't very predictive this week, uh, given the – it's a pretty simple layout to figure out. The guys talk about how this isn't a place that has a whole lot of nuance. You do have the unpredictable Poet Greens that you got to either be comfortable on or just be able to power through it. And the, and the rough was quite thick, so there, the variance was high. But you were fine fading the chalk, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like I had a decent week with having a lot of ho Hoy guard. I had a lot of Matsuyama, which was nice. But um, we had know, a good good week in the Discord. Our boy Chris Draper, shout out to Chris, took down a showdown day. We had some great showdown chats with Spaz and uh, Byron the Model Maniac and DT. I think led some great uh, showdown chats, and Chris Draper took it down for like four grand. I can't remember which yeah. round it was. So we had some nice wins there in the Discord. By the way, this week's Wednesday night Discord chat, Model Maniac Byron is going to join me and Pat for the whole first hour. And he might mm. hang on after it gets weird, but he will be here for the whole first hour. All the signature events in the majors this year, we will have guest uh, guest appearances in the Wednesday night Discord chat. So another reason for you to get in the Discord, make that thing happen. So it'll be a good chat tonight. Or Wednesday. Absolutely. I love it. Um, DB, you know what I finally got? Not finally. I, I just got it, and I'm excited because we're going to see them, I think, next week at the Waste Management. But Swannies, and listen, Swannies is amazing. I've got a new T-shirt on. Now, you that? may think golf gear. You may Wait a minute, stand up again. That that looks – that's that. a that's a murdered-out tiger goat. Tiger goat right there, that T-shirt. Oh, that looks good. Uh, the first-ever Swannies gear that has ever donned itself upon – my breast is this t-shirt <laughs> and let me tell you something it's the most comfortable thing i've ever worn for a t-shirt use the code tj25 over and over and over again if you want to you get 20 and over who sings that you know that song uh over and over that's from again. a that's from a movie i might have messed up the melody on that but you get it Oh, it's okay. Anyway, no, it's uh, not Creed. It's not Creed. Okay, it's Meatloaf. Meatloaf. That's right. I wanna kiss you all over. <laughs> You're messing up my ad read. All right. Well, this is what I do sometimes when you do twenty-five percent off Swanee's Golf. Check them out. By the way, this water bottle helped make this T-shirt. If you want a water bottle, yeah. What a flex, that Ritz-Carlton water bottle you have up there, by the way. It says it on the Swanee's tag right there. Dang, huh? Made a T-shirt? They turn water bottles into T-shirts around there? Yeah, it's amazing. So you're doing good for the environment by getting Swanee's, um, doing the recycling thing, all also, of that kind of... My polo is Swanee's, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and I your like, hat, by the way, is hat, hat, yeah. everybody can see. It's got these, like, subtle... You can't really see, but it's got these, like, subtle designs in it but i really like it i like the color too and i love the uh the floral placard and the the i like a good stiff collar and placard you know yeah. if you got floppy placards dude get out of here with that mess i don't even want to see you no you can't you can't be doing that um 
Anyway, so anyway, can... TJ 25, 25% off. Swanee's is amazing. We are excited to be partnering with them this year. So there we go. Let's, yeah. uh, should we get into some 9K picks maybe? Let's talk about it. Let's, we got we to gotta move quick. Don't forget, guaranteed four rounds, only 80 players. They're only playing Spyglass and Pebble. No Monterey Peninsula. Spyglass and Pebble, first two rounds. Pebble, Pebble on the weekend. No amateurs on the weekend. Also, all the amateurs are athletes, Pat. I thought that was interesting. I think that's a smart move. Yeah. Did you know that? No, no movie stars, singers, Carlton doing the thing and Bill Murray being weird and um maybe some pedophilia. All, all the pedophilia has been kicked out. So it's just after they just throw, yeah. Out. So we got some, you know, like Josh Allen gets to play there because he can't ever make the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. People like that. Is he playing? He, is he I don't playing? know. I was just guessing. Anyway, uh 80 guys, no cut, signature event, right? All, all the things like very interesting event. We 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 talk, we spent a lot of time at the top of the betting show talking through the differences in this year's Pebble versus others. If you want to check that out, you can you can you can go back and listen to that. But yeah, obviously for DFS, guaranteed four rounds, points, 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 points. Right. If you're playing showdown, Pebble historically has played easier than Spyglass. You should know that. And check the weather. The weather we also talked about on the on the betting show. That's it's looking very interesting. And we have some takes on the weather. We'll, we'll put that in the Discord. But pay attention to all that. We've not had any weather to, to speak of at all in 2024. Might have some for Pebble. It's going to get interesting. 9K and above range. Let's get into it. Who do we think the chalk going to be, Mr. Pat? Is it Are people going to pay up and play Rory and Scotty who never play here? Maybe on purpose. Rory's coming off a win in Dubai and a runner-up finish, I think, the week before that. Um, you got Hovland and Xander all in the 10K, all the way down to Ludwig in the 9K range. Where do we think – what's the what's going to be the popular move? Well, I think it, it, this is – the chalk is going to be interesting in this range with this week because you don't see these play. a lot of these players normally play here. For the eight, you know, they, they may play here in a major, obviously, but not for this tournament. Um, you look at guys up top, okay? Rory I, has not played here in at least the last five years. Since the U.S. But, Open, yeah. Yeah, neither has Scheffler, neither has Xander, and neither has Morikawa. Um, and obviously, you know, Ludwig has not played here mm -hmm. um, ever. Justin so, Thomas hasn't Justin played Thomas here. is another one. So there's a lot of different... Like if I think a lot of people do tend to always you know like it or not they like to look at course history almost mm -hmm. first um, and the form and so I think that's going to be like that's what's going to like separate ownership out a little bit but I feel like Scheffler's still going to be highly owned and I think Victor is going to be highly owned so I think those are going to be the two probably chalkiest guys up here and then maybe Max Oma. Yeah, I think, I think Max Oma is going to be pretty chalky up here. The pricing is super soft, first of all. I mean, yeah. there, there are a lot of mispriced guys in here, even even for a stud field 80 guy deal. It still feels like quite soft at times. You know, you're talking about the course history, and it's interesting, right? That the two guys with the best course history, neither one of them feels super safe, right? Like Jordan. Jordan's obviously got an incredible record here. He's a past champion here. He's got two top fives in his last three years here. And even though he came out and looked really nice at the century to finish third, he's not going to pop in models because no. the, the, the form before that wasn't great. We haven't seen him since the century. And he's Jordan, right? And people 
know that he's been erratic. So even though the course history feels solid, you know, there's there's a little distrust there. And then Cantlay, who's sucked. I mean, I had Cantlay everywhere last week. Yeah. He crushed me at the Farmers. Um, but incredible record here on record talking about how much he loves his place, loves loves Pebble. And those are the two guys with the course history. It is going to be interesting. The 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 Discord uh nut hut aggregate ownership sheet is going to be extremely valuable as we aggregate ownership projections across the industry over five, six different uh websites that we trust. Um because th this whole range is going to be quite unique. I I tell you what I'm doing. I think you're right on Scheffler. I think people are going to play Scheffler over Rory, even though Rory just won. Yeah. I still think people are going to play Scheffler over Rory, I think. Which could, I mean, think I agree. could mean you have a low on Rory. And it's not hard to play two, two high-priced guys up here because, the first of all, you have no cut, and then the, the values in the 6K and low 7s are incredible. Um, so, you know, the, all these guys are going to get some, some ownership. But I think Scheffler will be a little higher than Rory. I could see Xander being a little higher than Hovland, just with how good, how consistent Xander has looked in his first three starts. Um, yeah. Now, you know, he can't do much around the greens. He, he's not putting great, but I could see that happening. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Four guys. I'm playing the lowest two. That's it. Mm -hmm. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, and Colin Morikawa. The bottom four are the four, or except for Ludwig, throw out Ludwig. But but from, from Kawa to JT, the two lowest out of that group is what I'm probably doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. I mean, I think when I'm looking at the my three favorites in this whole range above 9K, it's, you know, JT and Max are two of them. And then it's, it's um I'm playing Vic up top. Um, you know, and then if I'm going to get, a, if, if for some reason we start to look at, ownership projections and and it just looks like it's just stupid what rory's going to be at which i don't i don't think we're going to get that advantage then you know i'm probably probably going to throw them in some lineups but i do like if vic's chalky i don't care i i, I do not play it mind playing a, a chalky vic i like jt and i like max those are like the three that i've really kind of landed on in this whole range i think i'm gonna i'm just gonna I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to have some Rory because I, I don't think Rory's going to. I think I'm going to have Rory and I'm going to have some Jordan. You're going to have. I know Rory. I'm going to end up with both of those guys. Yeah, you you can't stand not having Rory. Um, and and obviously with only eight eighty guys, ownership percentages are going to be rel relative, right? There, it might be a little higher with a limited field, but uh, I I think that means so, so. Let's. I think that means some of the lowest owned names in here could be Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Um, could I think, I think Cantlay could be Cantlay? God. I think I think Colin. I, mean, I think Colin for sure was, coming off of this say, I was gonna say out of those four I gave you, it feels like Colin might be the the one of the guys that makes the cut for me in the top in the two lowest owned out of those four. And I don't mind it. Like I'll 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 go back. I mean I I know the Farmers is disappointing. The Farmers is not a great. I mean it's it's not terrible for him, but. This he is so much better. I mean, this guys. is so much better for him. Yeah. Now he's not played here, but that could be a scheduling thing. There could be a lot of reasons. It could be the AM thing. I think Colin's again, kind of a again. No, none of these players typically play here. It's just right being, you know, 
an amateur type deal with all the the circus that goes on here in the in the past it's just a different it, we're just getting a different baseline of a year for these guys so you know yeah. it you just can't go off of that a whole lot all right let's talk about the ak range because i think the ak range is where there's some serious leverage i, I think it's natural in a no-cut event 80 guys studly names at the top there's going to be a lot of people jamming in two or even maybe three guys in that 9K and above range, totally skipping the 8K and building out from there. So I think there's leverage opportunity in, in the 8K range. But before we get to it, I do want to remind everybody about our friends at Underdog and the PGA Tour season-long best ball contests are up and running, and they start next week. I think it starts with the waste management. Okay, so the $10 first contest that they dropped already filled. They dropped a second one. It's already over 50% full. So get in there and draft your teams. There is some serious strategy around it. There's a whole thread in the Discord, Tour Junkies Discord, talking about strategies and and you know sharing drafts with with each other on this thing. The PGA season long stuff. You are not. You're going to regret if you miss out on the PGA Tour season long on on Underdog. It's just the best best ball format there is. Click the link in the description uh, in the video or the podcast if you have not signed up already for Underdog. You get a 100% deposit match up to hundred dollars. And you can use that to enter, you know, 10 of those $10 best ball contests. And you have a season-long sweat. That is an incredible bang for your buck. Indeed. And it's legal in a lot of places. So best ball drafting on underdog is legal for most states. If you can play any sort of DFS in your state, you can probably do the best ball draft. Even if you've tried to do the pick them on underdog, you can uh you may not be able to do pick them based on your state, but you can probably do a best ball draft. So you need to check that out. I'm going to do some more live best ball draft content on the YouTube channel this week. Try to jam in as many as I can before next week. So thank you to underdog. AK range, Pat, you were, you were grinning as I was talking about <laughs> just leverage. In the I just, I mean, you're just talking about jamming it in. And I kept thinking about whether or not you were playing Tommy Fleetwood this week. <sighs> if you think I'm not blowing Tommy lad Fleetwood, you don't know me, sir or ma'am. Okay. And you said jam. You okay. Said jam it, jam it in like three times. I literally said that like five minutes ago. The, the thing is going to be confusing about these drops is people listening are going to not are going to think that I'm literally saying that because it's it's my voice. Obviously, we need to have like a there needs to be a sound, Tony. Like all these drops should have like a sound indicator. It's like a drop or something. I don't know. You do I'm, like AI, AI DB and it's just all perverted stuff that you've have said technically. Yeah. But no, no, no. I just was it's grinning because you know I kept thinking about what is going to be my lead in to trying to get the Fleetwood thing going. Yeah, what if I would have just like totally skipped it? I would have figured out a way, but then you just <laughs> you said jam it in like three times in the last five minutes, and I was like. I was just the wheels were turning in my head. Well, it, work, it works for this one too. If I'm not leaving <laughs> this building until there is a finger yeah. up my ass. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> making quick work of the soundboard. Turning <laughs> tricks at record no, no. pace. Let's so. play the Fleetwood one one more time, though. If you think I'm not blowing Tommy Lad Fleetwood, you don't know me, sir or man. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait a minute. Did you edit out a word? I said blowing units. <laughs> I really, I don't don't know worry about it. Tony takes whatever liberties he wants to take. What did you say, Tony? 
Yeah, yeah, I edited that entire <laughs> thing. That's like three different clips rearranged and whatnot. You, yeah. <laughs> what a what a jackass! Now, now you're not even taking what we actually said. You're just you're just cutting it up. This is fake news, Tony. No, you you said that, just not in those that order structure. Those are all your words. Yeah, you said <laughs> those words. Okay. <laughs> oh god okay side note fellas uh i played the finger up my ass one the other day i was on the computer and then i kept repeating it and i had it on my uh speakers not in my headphones and then i hear my son in the other room <laughs> my dad keeps playing i'm gonna go my finger up my ass he even had the accent too and i was like oh okay. <laughs> 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 headphones. oh goodness oh tony that is that is that's terrible. You're a terrible father. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Oh. 8K, though, is... Uh, I do like Fleetwood, though, by the way. Well, I think... I I don't know. Maybe it's my... Uh, maybe it's my obvious love for Tommy Fleetwood, but I, I do think if anybody's going to get some love in here, it's probably Tommy, just because, you know, we love to, we love to play Tommy. We just do. It just is what it is. Um, but the only guy with any real course history here to speak of is Jason Day. You've got, you know, a couple of these guys played well at the U.S. Open, Byung-Hun Ann, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick when it was here at, at, at Pebble, but we all, we obviously know it's going to be very different than the U.S. Open. Fitzy, um, you know, T6 here in 2022. I, I just don't know who who is the – who other than Tommy is going to be potential chalk? Are people going to play Jason Day just because of that incredible record? I mean, maybe, but I just I I think can't so. imagine playing some – day and making and enough where he's going to be chalky i mean maybe hoygaard just because i was just about to say that like what he's he's done recently i think it you know he's obviously a super talented guy and he's he's a guy that i i think we're going to see a lot on tour unless he jumps to to live yeah Yeah, i think that he's going to be a guy that we you know certainly is going to be you know contending a lot um I'm interested to know what you are going to do with Sam Burns because I kind of like Sam Burns a lot this week. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I think his ownership's going to be low. Um, I know he kind of blew the, you know, blew the Amex. I I just think that, I think Burns might be another good play this week. And he's probably, he's certainly going to be, you know, I think lower owned. I think he will be lower owned. I was all over Sammy B at the MX. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to play him. I think there are other pivots in this range that will be as low or lower that will be cheaper that I think have as much upside and maybe a higher floor. Um, I, I think down at the bottom, Tom Kim is intriguing me. Yeah. Just nobody's from a, really talking about him. Yeah. Like just from a, like, what do we know about what the guy does? Well, when he's on, He's very accurate, great iron play. You know, the, the putter hasn't been great, I guess, to start the year, but um, typically a good putter. I think Tom Kim is interesting. I think I'm curious to see what people do with Fitzy and Hideki. Now, Hideki might get a little steam after last week. He kind of steamed late last week because we were talking about him in the Discord a good bit, and we, we I think we both played him. He was my one-and-done play. Um so Decky might be a little bit higher on, but Fitzpatrick, I know he was your fade in the season-long bet, and I think yeah. that was probably a, a, in in the range that we have to make that fade call out of, probably a good fade. But 
I could see Fitzy having a good week here. Um, and and at low ownership, I think I'm interested. Like I would rather play Tom, Fitz, even Sung Jay. Uh, Sung Jay might be more popular than Sam Burns, but I would rather play all three of those guys above above Burns. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think that Fitzy to me can make a lot of sense as a as a DFS play. Yeah. But as an outright win, I, yeah, I don't I know if I like it as much, but I do think he makes some sense as a as a as a DFS play. So I I, I agree with you there. Um but I don't know. You know, I don't like typically just totally skipping over a range. And I don't think you can do that, especially in this field. But it's it, there's not a whole lot of guys that excite me. I like Ben On. I, I think Ben On's, you know, obviously been playing well, but but that's why you that, that's why this range is for sure gonna be the leverage spot. This yeah. is where you can get it. So if if you start building lineups with these guys and then start and then finish out the rest of your lineups to make sure you get them in here, I, I think that's where you can be unique. And there's I mean, these are you know, these are big names. Like there's yeah. some really big names in here with obviously winning upside in a field like this if if things are clicking. So it's not like you're dumpster diving here. Um it's not, but I'll tell you this. I mean, literally, I think you could go into the next range at the seven K. Yeah, you do the same thing and just like leave five the, grand on the table, like, like, uh, like pick six farmer. guys, pick six guys at the seven K range, and the way things are going this year, you're going to win a freaking crap ton of money. So. Yeah. Um. Are you going to play Cam Young? Because you you keep wanting to play Cam Young, and I, I'm just no. Curious. Okay, I'm good. not this week. He almost won in Dubai, Pat. I know, but this... You know, I say it's not the week to play Cam Young. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> but do you not the see... The power of suggestion. Do you not see, like, some similarities between Cam Young and Gary Woodland? I mean, think abstractly, abstractly. I, I mean, there are some similarities. I guess they're they're both uh, dudes. They they both uh, they both hit it a long way. Gary Woodland hits it a long way. So does yeah. so does Cam Young. Which doesn't matter here at all. I know, but Woodland won here is what I'm saying. We said yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, a lot of people were not on Woodland. Woodland had the putting week of his life. I know, but what I'm saying is a lot. nobody had Woodland because of his style of play. They did not think it fit in Pebble Beach. This is true. He, he won. He, he was fourth in the field in putting that week, which probably Gary Woodland has not done five times in his freaking 15-year career. So I guess if you want to bank on Cam Young possibly having an amazing putting career, because you guess brought what? it up. I was he totally, also sucks at putting. He, I was totally skipping over Cam Young. I wasn't even going to bring him up. You brought him up. I, I know. So I, just, I just want to know if you're still, you know, if you had a little half chub for Cam. Well, I mean, no. But I started thinking full about chub? it. <laughs> now you have a full chub. No, no, I don't. There's no chub. Roll the quarters in there, huh? No. Watch your voice get all cracked. Why is my voice cracking? <laughs> Dang it. All right, let's go on to the 7K range. We got no. Danny Woodhead coming up. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. We have Danny Woodhead. 
7K range. Um, boy, yeah, like you said, you, you could you could definitely build entire lineups with uh, with the 7K range alone. So let's let's try. I mean, now with all the options in here, it should dilute ownership. So so we we shouldn't have like full fledged, you know, 18, 17, 20% guys in here. But there are some guys in here that feel horribly underpriced. Yes, um, there are. Yeah, I, I would I would say the, the most egregious among them, probably Eric Cole, even though I know he's coming off the missed cut at the Farmers. Stefan Yeager hasn't missed a cut. I think it's been a minute. I don't remember. Um, but it's been a while. Like, he's playing well. Not, not that there's a cut to have here, but he's playing well. And obviously, he could have won the Farmers. Um, yeah, Brian Harmon, the, the, the open champion who seemingly fits this place very well is $7,600. Like there just feels like a lot of value here. So yeah. that's probably where I, I think those three guys will be popular to some extent. There's some course history guys in here that some people like to play. Some don't outside of that. Like who are some possible pivots? Like who, who do you like that might not get? All the love. I, I can tell you one right off the bat that I think that we nobody we haven't talked about on the betting show. We haven't. I haven't no, heard a lot of people. I guess who this is? Uh huh. Can I guess? It's a Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, you might get it. I might. I think you might get this. It's a Tunisia. Is it Nick Taylor? No, because you mentioned him on the betting show. Pay attention to yourself. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who is it? Corey Connors. Oh, no. I'm not. I don't. I. I, I, I mean, look. Here's I what know. I'm saying. I like, looked. look. He is a ball striking fool. We know it. He is. Mm -hmm. And he's not played here a whole lot, which is surprising to me. Actually, he hasn't played here at all. I think Corey Connors is interesting. You look at driving accuracy off the tee. We all, we know his, his, you know, his approach game is impeccable. His putting sucks. I get it, which is maybe why he hasn't played here. Has he ever putted well at at this place? Or, or he's at, ever played? At any, I'm sorry, at any place with Poa? Probably not. He he's hasn't like West Coast Poa. Well, he hasn't put any on any course well. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, he's had a couple of fluky, you know. I mean, shit. He played here in 2018, and he played. In he, he played 2019. Okay. And and he did not gain he missed the cut both times. He did not gain strokes. He's played the farmers three times. He's never never gained strokes on the putting greens at the farmers. And then Genesis, he has played four times and he's gained he gained almost a full shot in 2023 of the Genesis. So like in however many rounds that is on POA, one tournament he he was a little better than half a shot on the green. Like I just, I don't know. I look. Yeah, you're kind of talking me out of them, but I I looked at him, dude. I, I did. I looked at because I was I was all over him for the Sony. I mean, I had him on the betting card. I had him top twenty lock. I had put him on SoBet. Had him in DFS, and he just freaking sucked. He didn't hit the irons as good, and then he just and he putted like he normally does. I just, I don't know. 
I don't know that I trust him on Poa. His short game out of the sand sucks, and I mean this, the bunkers around Pebble is really the only trouble around the yeah, green. Yeah, I mean I think that's one thing. Like if you're working on your own model, I, I, like I've I never really throw in scrambling from from the sand, but I did this week um, on on my own model on BTN on Bet the Number, mm-hmm. um, and that's one that I put in, which is you know there and there's. Yeah, so let's talk about the guys that I really do like in here. And Denny McCarthy's one of them, and he checks that box for sure. He's top five scrambling from the sand when you look at um, over the last, you know, 30 rounds or so. I love Denny McCarthy a lot this week. He's played well on this golf course before. Um, We saw him at the Sony Open with the top 25. So he's one of those up there. Like, I kind of wonder, like, though, like you're saying, like, who are the guys in here that, like, because I know Russell Henley's a lot, a lot of people are going to go to. Brian Harmon, a lot of people are going to go to with his price. Eric Cole, you already mentioned. Denny. I I think Denny is probably going to be chalky. I like Kevin Yu. You're not as big of a fan of Kevin Yu as I am, but, I mean, two straight top tens and a top ten here last year. Yeah. I I think that makes some sense. I think he's one of them that's probably going to be low-owned. I'm going to keep going back to Kirk. I could see Kirk being kind of in the middle there in terms of ownership, but I, I do like Kirk. I think my pivots are the one I mentioned, Nick Taylor. Even even though Nick has, maybe I'm wrong. I, I even though he has the win here, he's played great here. I, I obviously get the course history thing, but he's right there with Eric Cole, similarly priced, and I just. I, People don't get excited to play Nick Taylor. Like Nick Taylor is the mm-hmm. least excitable person on the PGA Tour. Maybe that's just my perception because that's kind of how I see him. I don't play Nick Taylor a ton. I, I probably should. So maybe he gets a little more love than I thought. The next one is right there with him. And this one, you know, this is going to be very dependent on nut hut aggregate ownership in the Discord. And trust me, if it's, I'm out because there's probably somebody next to him that's half of that. But we talked about him on the betting show. All he's done in 2024 is gain a hell of a lot of strokes with his irons and a hell of a lot of strokes with his putter, which is what you're going to have to do at Pebble. And it's Matthew Pavon. Matthew. Matthew. (laughs) Bless you. That's $7,100. I just I'm I'm interested. I'm still interested. Yeah, I I, I don't see how you can't be. Matthew. It will be it will be very, very intriguing to see what people do. Do you all right? Well, all right, how about this one then? Why are we not looking at EVR at all? I haven't written down. I don't mind EVR. I mean, you look at him at seven thousand. Mm-hmm. He's played very well this year, has a win in the fall. He missed a cut here last year at this golf tournament. So what? Totally different deal. Irons you know, are dialed. Irons are dialed in. The putter is not going to be, you know, like show up the greatest in your models, but it's not terrible. And then his scrambling is going to worry me a little bit. Yeah, but, um, but if his irons are good and he's, you know, he's hitting these greens, I think EVR makes a lot of sense too at this. It's at that seventh, and I don't think he's going to be high owned. I don't. Also, with the with the softer greens, with all the rain coming, you know, maybe less scrambling. I think because I mean the yeah. greens are going to hold a little better. Um, 
I, I, I'm with you. He's uh, and he, and he is really good. And you know, Pebble asks a lot of you from the wedges and the long irons. He's number two on bet the number in strokes gained approach, 175 to 225, and he's number 11 strokes gained approach between 90 and 130 yards. Um, by the way, we should we should take this second to, to let people know that when you are on bet the number, the proprietary bet the number model that's released every Friday the BTN and then whatever the tournament name is, will get updated. And this is going to be an important week for you to check that. So as the folks behind the scenes making the model and bet the number are gathering more information from the golf course and how it's going to play and weather and how it's going to set up, they will change the model. So it's a good idea to refresh your screen or re refresh your model if you leave it up on a tab for you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, once a day on Tuesday, maybe refresh it. A couple times a day on Wednesday. Before you like finalize some stuff, refresh it on Wednesday, especially with weather coming. Uh, the BTN model could get adjusted. So that's something that that you should know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you on Eric Van Rien. You know, Brendan Todd's down there who I like a lot, but I could see Todd getting a, a little bit of love. And, and then you've got, you know, Pavon and Dick Taylor and Eric Cole who I talked about. Maybe guys jump on that and, and EVR. Gets a little overlooked with only one tournament here last year in a miscut, but I, I, I get you. All right. Um, before we get to the 6K range, I want to thank our friends at SoBet. Hopefully, you've already jumped on the SoBet train with us. We're over 50-plus handicappers, all vetted by our friends at SoBet, good at what they do. Every sport imaginable on SoBet. There's going to be a ton of NFL betting, props, Everything you can imagine is going to be coming out of all their great NFL handicappers on SoBet. Promo code TJ uh, or TJ Trial actually gets you a free month on SoBet. Um, and you can cancel at any time, although you probably won't want to. They've got a bunch of great NBA handicappers, UFC handicappers I saw making a lot of money uh, the weekend of the Sean Strickland fight. So give it a shot. They, they ask all these handicappers to be transparent with their picks, give great logic for the picks. They have to give unit values for the picks, and they have to recap whether they won or lost, what's going on. So you get total transparency from the handicappers you are tailing. And if you're like me, you only have time to handicap maybe one or two sports for yourself. And then you just want to tail good guys, good good betters. So that's what SoBet helps you do, and it's pretty cheap relative to a lot of people in the market charging a hell of a lot more. And SoBet's got a bunch of handicappers making a bunch of people money. Link in the description, promo code TJ trial for that first free month. All right, 6K draft, then we'll get to Danny Woodhead, Pat. Let's uh, let's get it. I'm going to let you start. Yeah, well, we can go quick because there's not a you know as many 6K guys as we usually have to choose from, but I will start with Mark Hubbard at 6,300. I'm going cheap, DB. I, I like him a lot this week. Finished top 20 here last year. Has made the cut the last three years here. Also had a top 20 finish last week at the Farmers. He's going to check a lot of boxes for you, especially on approach. Top 10 in the field and a, a good putter as well. Hubbard, 6,300. All right, I'm going to go with a guy that I just I love to play. We all know it. We all know I love to play him. 6,700. Give me some Cam Davis. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm usually in on Cam Davis. He's played here four times. Uh, T14 was his best finish back in 2021. Cam D does plenty of damage on shorter, more positional golf courses. Gains a lot of strokes from the fairway in those key ranges. Good short game. Really good out of the bunker, actually. Um, 
And we know he's a really good putter too. Guys, a guys got a great, great putter. So I'll go, I'll go Cam Davis. A lot of upside with Cam at 6,800, I think. Yeah. All right. I'll stay at 6,800 and I'll go with your boy who helped you out a lot. I believe in the season long bet, Andrew Putnam at 6,800 had that top 10 at the Sony. Um, he was, uh, let's see, T6 at, um, or T6 last year, or two years ago here at the Sony, at, at the at Pebble Beach. Uh, checks a lot of boxes. You know, he's good on approach from 90 to 130 yards. He's top 10 there. He's top 25 in approach from 175 to 225. Good putter. Andrew Putnam at 6,800. How did he help you out again? Oh, no, that was the bet. That was like the I was, bet. I where was going to say, that was the spam bet with JJ. That was the spam bet was what it yeah. was. It was not the season long. I don't really love Putnam. This way. I don't know. I just it, it takes a lot for me to love Putnam. He is cheap. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, I like Brandon Wu. Talked about him on the on the betting show as a possible bomb top 20. You know, start of the year, T18 at the Sony. Comp, a little, you know, short positional track. Gained a bunch of strokes with the irons. Missed the cut at the Amex, but missed it on the number after shooting 11 under. That's always fun. Finished runner-up here last year, above average in accuracy, really good bunker player as well around the greens and gain strokes from the fairway at a nice clip. I will go B. Woo. All right. Well, I'll be quick here. I'm just going to go Tom Hoagie. Ah, dang it. Tom Hoagie is, uh, you know, obviously won this golf tournament before. He's at 6,700. This is this is a Hoagie, you know, this is just a Hoagie event. So got to play. Loves, he loves those golf courses where everybody's hitting to the same spot off the tee. Yeah, and this is one of those. All right, well, I'll I'll ride the hot hand. I'm I'm a little concerned about what he's going to do off the tee. I guess he's not played here before. Taylor Montgomery, um, just with the the extremely hot putting ability of Taylor Montgomery. Really good short game from Taylor Montgomery. I mean, he's good around the greens, good out of the bunker. Putter's amazing. And, and the irons are starting to do okay. They're, they're, they're showing signs of life at the Sony. I mean, he was incredible. I just I do worry about him a little bit off the tee because he can't hit driver. And the long irons are also, like, not amazing. So, I mean, I don't know how much better he'll be off the tee. But I think as hot as he's been lately and the putting upside, is it's worth kind of a flyer on Taylor Montgomery. So I'll go, I'll go Tamo. All right. All right. So the 6K range draft is Cam Davis, Taylor Montgomery, Andrew Putnam, Tom Hoagie, Brandon Wu, and Mark Hubbard. Good stuff. All right. So the Danny Woodhead interview coming up next. You're going to enjoy it. We're going to talk Super Bowl, some stories from the Super Bowl, his thoughts on the Niners, his thoughts on the Chiefs, the matchup. I may, I nailed him down, Pat. I made him, I made him take. I said, listen, here's the here's the spread. Here's the over-under. Here's the money line. What do you like? And he quite confidently has his stance. So we have a great time with, uh, with Danny Woodhead. So thanks uh, thanks for everybody for uh, putting up with us and this dumb soundbite stuff going on that's happening. <laughs> feels like it's taking over everything. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's weird. Let's get weird. Get so you some twatties. Be the goat. <laughs> Give me that hissy say one more time. Here's a tune say. <laughs> Here's a tune say. Here's a tune say. <laughs> you said it different on that one, but I like that one better. I did see like the little, like a, a tune, tongue tweet. Thea. 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 Here's a tune say. Thea. You couldn't, I could not do that again if I tried, I don't think. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. All right. Let's get to Danny Woodhead. All right, Golf Addicts, friend of the podcast, Danny Woodhead, Danny Dubs, Super Bowl champion, running back, golf addict. Um, thought it'd be great to have him on as we lead up to the Super Bowl. Just had the conference championship games yesterday. Danny, uh, the, the matchup is set. You've got you've got the Chiefs again and the San Francisco 49ers, a chance at redemption. What do you think of the matchup? I think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, I, I really thought any of the four teams, whoever won, I thought it was like they're all deserving. They're, they're all really good teams. All teams that like, is it really that much of a shock? No. I, I wouldn't say any of them were. Um, so I, I, th I think, I mean, yeah, like, Things could have went differently yesterday in both games, clearly. But I, I think, I think everyone should be happy with it. What um, are you like a? Uh, I'm sure you're not, but all the conspiracy theory stuff about like Super Bowl logos determining teams and the NFL's rigged and all this stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, if so, like football's not something you can really rig. Right. Like, I mean, you can have some refs make some bad calls. Yeah. Like, there could be some of that, but like, it's, it's just not possible. Like, because you're playing and you're, you're playing a violent game at that fast. There'd be more injuries if like, if it was rigged, like you'd be way more. Like if, if people are like, okay, we got to do this, to do this, to do this. It's like, I've heard it. And I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I get it as a fan because if your team gets the short end of the stick by a yeah. ref, then you're like, oh, this is rigged. We knew it. They want this guy in. And it's like, well, you could also say, like, let's just say, for instance, the Chiefs. Say they rigged it for the Chiefs, right? You could also say, like, no, they, they wanted a Harbaugh, Harbaugh championship, college football, NFL. You could say they wanted Lamar to win the title. like. I mean, it's just like, to me, it's kind of silly. Or the story of the Lions getting in yeah. would have been yeah. a monster story. Agree. I mean. And that's somebody that feels like like most of America was pulling for to get in. Yes. So, like, I mean, yeah, I get it sometimes. Like, people. And the tide has started to turn. Like, people starting to, you, you know, the, the Chiefs are starting to turn into the Patriots after the Patriots oh. just kept doing it. They got to that level where people just were like, now I'm tired of them. I hate them. I'm pulling against them. Like, you felt exactly. that. So, like, I, I, I get it, but no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know what? There's, there's certain things in this world that you can question that one is, I, is, a, is a hard one to question, <laughs> especially when you played and you played in those games. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, I mean, this is a gambling show. So the line the line is up right now. This is Monday. We're recording this. San Francisco 49ers are a minus one favorite. That's the spread. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. Any thoughts on uh, who you think wins that game? And well, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd plug for everyone in the world to bet Kansas City, and then I'd straight money line the Niners. <laughs> that's, what I, is, <laughs> that's just what I do. I'd say, hey, everyone in the world, pick the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Niners are going to win. I really do. Uh, I think – I will say this. I think this is one of the best years of quarterbacking Patrick Mahomes has done, though. I don't He's think done a lot with a little. I don't think his team's great. I really don't. 
Kelsey, he played big last night, but there was a decent amount of the year where he kind of struggled. Or didn't yep. struggle, but just didn't do a ton. Yep. I th- They don't have receivers. They mm-hmm. just don't. Um, they don't have dudes that just can get open like that, like one-on-one. That's the most important thing. And one of the things that hurts them a ton has hurt, hurt them up to this point. Not having Jarek McKinnon has been killing them hmm. because he's a he's a pass catching running back that makes such a difference, and he made such a difference last year in their run. Um, and I don't know where he's at. I don't know if he can come back, but like that's not a that's not a great situation. I, I just don't. I think their defense kept confused them. Spags has confused offenses enough, um, but you're also going up against Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. And, Brock Purdy's a really good football player. Seems um, like it. Every, Seems like the people that are coming out, they, like I, I even, I sent out a tweet last last night. Whether it's Twitter X or whatever. You yeah, know, I, I still say tweet. Yeah, I, I tweeted something about to the extent of well, that was an un, he managed to to scramble for however many yards. Like that yeah. was very smart. He managed to throw some. T- he threw some tight window balls. He threw some really good balls. Yeah, everyone's going to say Ayuk's lucky. Well, yeah, Ayuk's yeah. got to go get that. Yeah. He's got to keep running and just get it. Yeah. Even if it's breaking it up, whatever. It wasn't that. He he threw he threw his guy a 50-50 ball and said, I trust you. Yeah. That's what he did. But then what about the um, what about the crossbody, like Brett Favre throw on that third – I think it was third down – Unbelievable. Unreal. He threw some other balls that you're just like, wow. And I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of people saying it's because he's Drew Brees height. That's why they're yeah. doing it. And he's, he doesn't run a four one. And he's a seventh round pick. Yeah. But like the dude's a dog. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why, why people are questioning. Uh, and then people, and then people say, well, look at all the weapons he has. He does, but like, he he definitely does, but he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Right. We're making it sound like I think Debo's a really good player. Yeah. He's still not Tyreek Hill. No. Like Nobody's Tyreek Hill. No, no one. There's yeah. there's no human being. There's no Devontae Adams. Debo's a great player. He's different though. And and they don't have tons of guys. If you if you really think about it, and I think Kittle's great. I think Kittle's great. I think Ayuk's a good player. But, like, do they really have guys that are just automatic one-on-one winners? I mean, outside I mean, of McCaffrey, if he gets if he gets out of there? That's what I'm saying. But, like, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm the defense, I'm blitzing over him. Mm. Like, I, I just am. The whole game. That, like, that's what – like, I'm blitzing over him. Because they know their protections. And then if they do free release, well, some the safety comes down, covers. Like, I just don't know. Like, they they have tons of weapons, yes, but it's different weapons. Ayuk, I don't know. Kittle's like a great player, but is he always a man-to-man winner? I mean, he can. Yeah. He's definitely really good. Is he Travis Kelsey? Probably not. No. He's better blocker. But he's a way better blocker. That's yeah. So he's a weapon. Use check, really good player. Mm. But like, is he gonna always win one on one? 
like I, I don't think people understand his. If you look at if you look at the year that um, let's just go with Pat Pat Mahomes when he had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then he had a few other guys. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's that's illegal. Yeah, <laughs> if if Brock best quarterback in the league and the best receiver in the league and Travis and the best tight end in the league. If if Travis or I mean if Travis Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill played with Purdy, do you think he? Do you think they'd call him a game manager? They probably still would. And but they they would say, "Oh my gosh, Tyreek Hill's so good." Travis Kelsey. When they didn't always say that with Mahomes, it was always like, "Oh my gosh, Mahomes!" Like yeah. Brock Purdy is really good. If like he's a really good player, he had like one game against the Ravens. Who the Ravens a lot of times confuse the heck out of people. Mahomes, he had some decent stats yesterday. They scored 17 points. They should – like, that's not a lot of points. Against All right, them. so I'm going to put you on the spot. Compare Brock Purdy to a golfer. PGA, live, oh, uh, of, any, of any era. Yeah, take he your time. Hard. He's not – I will say this. He's not a Lamar Jackson. No. He's not going to – but I'll tell you what. Like, so, like, he's not, like, flashy is what I'm saying. Right. He just isn't, um, but he is good. He's he's really good. He doesn't have the craziest. I'm trying to think of someone who doesn't hit the ball forever that is like baller. That's that's tough because golf. <laughs> you, nowadays, you do have to hit. I mean, in the top, if you look in the you know top ten world ranking or so right now, I mean, I'd probably say Morikawa is the guy. Who yes, no, that would that's a great. Doesn't hit it very far. Brian Harmon actually. Brian Harmon's not a bad, and they look about the same height. Yeah, yeah, I think Brian Harmon. <laughs> he's actually a great compare. I think Morikawa is actually a really good comparison too. You know what I doubt about Morikawa though? What's that? I just doubt his alpha ness. Bro, he, does he not? Okay, I I love him. I love how he hits the ball. I love his irons. I yeah. love this, that, and the other. But he's won freaking two majors. You know, at the same time, I say that he won. He's won two majors. He won Harding Park. Like, but it's more so. It doesn't feel like. It almost like, and and I hope I, I hope I come. This comes back to haunt me because I like him. He doesn't feel like he really has that dog in him. Mm -mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, but but, but Purdy does. does. What? But Purdy does. Well, yes, that is true. And Harmon does. Harmon, I know. Could we put them together as a golfer? I, I think and we I could. Want, I think I'm a hundred percent we can, but like, that's the thing that does concern me a little, not concern me, but like, if you, if you think some of the dudes, like you, you think of Rom, Rom's got that dog. Yeah. Like Brooks, yeah. he's, he's, he's got that dog in him. Even like, even though he struggled last year, uh, Justin Thomas has a dog in him. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's, there's certain guys that they, they just – they'll rip your throat out to win. All right. I, I want to talk golf here in a second. But yeah. let me ask you one more thing uh, about the Super Bowl. Well, a couple things about the Super Bowl. I love – me and Pat, every year for the Super Bowl, and we'll do this next week on the Waste Management Show, we love to do our prop – like wild prop bets for the Super Bowl. I'm, I've got a pretty good record with like Gatorade color, and we've done the coin toss stuff. Do you get into any of that? And as a player, having been in one, I mean – I, I would love to hear your thoughts on the Gatorade color, first of all. Like, 
in the team locker room, if you think you're going to win the Super Bowl, are people talking about it needs to be our team colors? If we want it to be, it doesn't matter what what flavor yeah. it is. Like, well, does anybody well, talk about it before the game, especially the Super Bowl? I was I was in the bathroom a lot because. <laughs> The last thing I was thinking about. I, I know you guys aren't like having team meetings about the Gatorade color. I'm just saying, yeah. like, does one person be like, hey, yo, if we win this damn thing, like, the Gatorade color better be blue or red, right? They, they might. There might be someone. <laughs> I, I, I never heard of them. That? I'll tell you what. The kicker and the punter and the long snapper. <laughs> They're figuring it out. They're barely people. Shots fired. Come on, dude. Your boy uh in New England. Well, God, what was the guy's name? Was yeah, guys, Kowski was no, no, no. Let me say this. A lot of the kickers and punters were some of my best friends. Yeah. Really people like football wise. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they do decide games and you gotta you gotta have some ice in your veins. But they just didn't have to go through the same type of practice that we had to. So but any um what's that? You're just mad a little because it's like, hey, they're not doing this. So what the <laughs> All right, so you talked about how you're in the bathroom, which I can understand. I mean, I yeah. like, dude, I can't even. Well, actually, I can't understand. But I mean, like, I, I before like teeing off in a member guest, I, you know, I'm crapping like four times, so I can't even yeah. imagine what goes on. But like any other, I'd love to hear like a couple of good inside inside stories from you on Super Bowl experiences or memorable moments or kind of. Kind of moments like that that you that you've got from your yeah life. I'd say man when when we uh, when we went out for like so guys will go out and warm up kind of before warm ups I remember walking out and I was like Michael Irvin Prime was there uh, Joe Theismann and you're like what what on earth am I doing on this <laughs> you're like yeah, and everyone's walking. It's it's the who's who is on the field, and you're just like, that's when you it kind of hits you. You're like, this is like real life, mm-hmm. like actually happening. And then you get out there, and they do the national anthem, and I don't know if it was like Beyonce or someone. We're like, like where are we? Madonna was a halftime show, and it's like, I remember, I do remember sitting on the bench talking about the running backs. So I'm like, this is this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's absolutely bizarre that this is happening. And and then once you play, once you it's the first play, then it's like, oh, all right. It's We're football playing. It's a football game. Now, are there millions of people watching you? Yes. But I'll tell you what, it's crazy. It's it's a it's a bizarre. So that that's one thing that's crazy. I'll tell you what, halftime. Halftime's crazy. We usually have like 10 minutes, 10 to yes. 10. It's like half an hour. Yeah. It's it's, it's a, like a college football halftime. It's terrible. Yeah. It's almost like you have to go out and warm up again. So, like, that was different. I had to switch jerseys at halftime. Why? Because I, I think I think they put it in, like, the Patriots Hall of Fame. Like, for certain guys, if they had, like, a – so I had a touchdown in that game. So, like, stuff like that. Um, so you just knew you had to change jerseys and that's miserable because the, the jerseys are so tight and whatever. Yeah. There's just a lot of bizarre, weird things that aren't like a normal game. Did, what was your, um, did you have like a touchdown celebration planned in the event you got in there for the Super Bowl, or did you guys do that? I feel like you, I feel like the Patriots didn't really 
get into that like they do well, this. I had a I don't I don't even know what I was doing. I I mean I know what I was doing. Did you like black out when you cross like I can imagine you just I, I did I did a little bit. I, I caught the ball and I in hey they they're not no endorsement obviously but I had cutters gloves on. I caught it and then I like acted like I was gonna spike it but like I couldn't get it off. Like it was, uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But I looked at my hand and, That's and then awesome. I picked it up, blew a kiss to my wife and my newborn daughter, who is now 12. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, you get the ball. Yes. And I have it in the same form. So like when, when you score a touchdown, they just tape, put tape around it and put your number on it. And that's it. And I didn't do anything. I didn't just put left, left to taste. Nothing. I, I just, no, that's yeah. how it is. That's sick. Um, all right. Before we get off the Super Bowl and move on to golf, I need Danny Woodhead's official picks. Okay. Like I said, right now, not, not, not you trying to move the line. Okay. Yeah. Money line on the 49ers is minus 118. Chiefs is minus 102. Like I said, Niners are a one point favorite. The over under is 47 and a half. If I made you pick a side on all three of those, what are we doing? I'm going 27-21 uh, 49ers. And not because I'm like – I think Rock Purdy's amazing. I just think – I think the 49ers are – So I, we're going 49ers all three, spread over on the total and the yes, money line. You, know, you notice that. Mm -hmm. Because the, like cause you said it's 47 and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 48. I would. Just because, I mean, Mahomes is going to score. Yeah. I, I mean – he is. He I, even if he doesn't have the greatest team that he's ever had, which he doesn't, and and they still could win. I just. Oh yeah. I. The only way it is is if it's just like you know not fate, but you know when the so it would have been 2011 maybe is when the Ravens won with Joe Flacco. We played them that year. They weren't that good. Like I love I, I love Joe. He's a good buddy of mine, but like. We were way better than them, and we just didn't beat them. And, yeah. and I kind of weirdly feel like that's kind of what's happening with the Chiefs right now. I I didn't think they were better than the Ravens, even watching. I thought the Ravens played so undisciplined. I mean, obviously, oh, they had a lot of personal foul penalties. Lots of personal fouls. Yeah, Zay Flowers. I think he's a great player, but you can't reach the ball over. That's that's a number one rule. You don't do that unless it's fourth down. You don't. You 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 can't. Like that's a a no no. And that that was a big Belichick rule, wasn't it? Oh yeah. All right, good stuff there from our boy Danny Dubs. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget a great conversation with him about the state of professional golf. PJ Tour live. Good takes dropping from him probably on Friday on the YouTube channel and podcast feed. Appreciate Danny stopping by. Don't forget to check out the live preview as well for Maya Coba. We will see you in the Discord, and we can't wait for pebble to really be over because that means we get to go to scottsdale for the waste management may your screens be green see ya